0: Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That guy Why down people there
1: drink is... Sprite when they're sick, also.
0: I don't know. I was always a Seven Up guy, personally. I... I just
1: thought I'll interrupt you right before.
0: <laughs> Are Seven Up and Sprite the same? I feel like Seven Up tastes worse than Sprite, personally.
1: Uh, they're similar.
0: I I mean, they're similar. I would pick Sprite every time, but Seven Up was the when we were sick. I would too. But anyway,
1: that... I used to be more of a Sierra
0: Mist person. There's oh, really no do, difference between any of them. Yeah, I was a big Sierra Miss
1: fan. That donut, I think I do think Sierra Mist <laughs> and Sprite taste... <laughs> I do think Sierra Miss <laughs> and Sprite taste more alike than Seven Up and Sprite.
0: That right, Seven Up is the outlier of those three. Yeah, I think. And this has been Sodas with Sean and Chris. Thanks for watching. We'll come back to you next time. <laughs> That's your host down there, Chris, aka Sodas.
1: Wait, Jake wait, wait a minute, Sean. <laughs> Soda. You call it soda? Do you, do you call it, what do you call it? What do you call carbonated beverages?
0: When I was younger, I said pop because that's what grandma said. And when I got older and moved to Lawrence, I started saying soda because that's what people in Lawrence said.
1: I always say pop.
0: I think pop. I always call like, it pop. Remember, I'm from Wichita area, Oklahoma City. Like I think South, well, maybe pop. I think it's <laughs> pop people. Um, yeah. But Lawrence, it was soda for the most part. Okay. No,
1: I could be wrong. That, that, sometimes my kids, one of them calls it soda. I'm like, who are you?
0: Maybe the diversity, uh, well, relative diversity, at least for the state of Kansas in Lawrence, lends itself um, on campus to hearing the word soda. But no, Papa's a kid, soda's an adult. <laughs> we just spent a minute and 55 seconds telling you about Sprite and Sierra Mist and 7-Up and also Mountain, no, not Mountain Dew Mountain Lightning. Sure. There's another generic, like the Shasta brand of lemon-lime soda, whatever. There's probably a billion of them. That's your host, Chris, a.k.a. the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter semi-fame. My name's Sean Shaler, and we're going to try to find enough time in between coughing and hacking and muting our microphones to tell you about one more episode, which is Cora Alone. So book four, Balance, chapter two, Cora Alone. I know Chris is pretty jacked for this one. I am excited to share my feelings as well, Chris. Any notes whatsoever? Would you like to share before jumping the episode? We talked about Christmas and New Year's and stuff already. Yeah.
1: What I am not left? doing, I am not doing the Wakanda chant thing. I'm just warming my chest because. And Batman begins. Because he's he's cold. <laughs> actually. Yeah. I remember Nisa saying, like, to Bruce Wayne when he fell into the lake water or the Arctic water, it says, "Warm your chest. Your arms will take care of yourselves. He was rubbing his arms first, then, so that's life lesson. Anyway, I'm doing good, Sean. No, doing, actually, doing, I don't doing... remember
0: that very well. That that specific, <laughs> and scene. it
1: makes sense because your because your arms are producing just them rotating are probably producing some type of heat, but your chest's not doing anything. So like it's you're being and more
0: that's escaping through here. Like get more insulation and everything. Yeah, right, right here. Yeah. I agree with that entirely. My. <laughs> My biggest fear right now is that, you know, my wife is at a party. As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go to bed. But my bed, to the temperature in my bed is going to be all off because my personal heater isn't going to be here anymore. So I'm thinking right now, like, how am I going to combat this, this freezing cold? I'm going to experience a bed later. I'm going go
1: like uh, to really, go like this. This might, this, might be getting, this might be getting too personal. Uh, but marriage tip, at least one that I uh, do, is that have different blankets we That's... we
0: used to feud about this all the time. I wanted different blankets. Heather did not, and it was like as close to a legitimate argument probably as we ever had. <laughs> That's um, but Chris, no, I've I've gone to the dark side. I'm a I'm a cuddler now. I don't want separate blankets now. I used to. Now I don't.
1: The thing is, it's like yeah, c- cuddling's great, no doubt about it. But maybe just my, my wife doesn't.
0: Heather doesn't care. She's gonna fall asleep like immediately, one
1: way or the my other. My wife's not a good in. sleeper anyway, so c- cuddling at middle night's not an option anyway.
0: I'm a like, bad sleeper, so I get cold. I'm laying awake, just staring at the ceiling. I'm like, I'm cold. I'm gonna go snuggle. She uh, I, even I
1: love. Uh, okay, I love having my own blanket. I just wrap myself up like a burrito, sort of sleep like a vampire, but face down for some reason, like this swaddled, <laughs> because... swaddled like a baby, but
0: face down, like. Well like, like, like your my, parents hate
1: you. You know, I wake up, my pinkies are all jacked up because there's like a tendon that's like wrapped around your bone when yeah. you when you hold it there too long I'm like ah oh, I can't feel my pinky. But it doesn't happen that often. No, Chris, that sounds but terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, lately, okay, also some advice to people. If you more advice that you need to know. If you wake up in the middle of the night, I guess it's for guys, you gotta pee, I recommend sitting down. Because for some reason, like I wake up in the middle of the night, and I'm like, "Oh, I gotta go pee." And because usually I wake up, I fall asleep on the couch down in my basement, and I get up to go to bed. I'm like, "I going to pee before I go to bed." Like I'm, I'm still half asleep, and I stand up. I'm standing up for a while, and so I feel like my legs are like, no, nah, you're not supposed to be standing up," so they go to sleep. And then recently, I just fell on the floor. What? Like after I was done, my literally like. Uh, uh. Oh the floor. <laughs> like, right after I was I was, I was like, ah, I should have known. Don't don't do that.
0: I think uh what you're experiencing is more of a heavy sleeper thing cuz I could as, be could be. As a light sleeper, if I wake up and I have to go pee, I have to make a decision cuz st- like as soon as I stand up, right? Like I'm I'm awake. The adrenaline
1: is up. pumping in your neck.
0: Yeah, and so it's not that I can't fall back asleep, but I can't like sustain the that sleepiness that you're talking about. So I have to lay there and make a, a pretty conscious decision, unfortunately. That could be
1: the case, too. That could be the case.
0: I don't know. Ask your wife sometime. Be like, hey, when do you wake up to pee? Have you ever just fallen over?
1: Well, that's what i saying. I think it might be the sitting down thing that helps. I think it might help to sit down. Are you good at But anyway, your not legs important. are
0: like still in their state that they're expecting to be in. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I'll try it sometime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not having a problem... With your balance and your equilibrium.
0: Not so far. I mean, I've had. Been. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, maybe sitting good. back down would help me fall asleep faster I, or something. I've had
1: or issues. Like, I mean, I haven't happened several times before, but I've never just fallen straight up on the floor <laughs> like I'm drunk or something. I've never <laughs> been drunk before. So that. Uh, I've been really tipsy one time.
0: I, I mean, uh, I never was drunk enough to just fall straight over, but it's funny to like picture you in your house when everybody else is sleeping and just all of a sudden just. <laughs>
1: I like. Did somebody
0: hear that? No, I hear what? Somebody must be breaking in. I definitely didn't fall over for
1: yeah. a reason. getting it was old that is... again. He forgot yeah. to pee sitting down. Getting old is weird. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> anyone. Too much. Too much information. You learned a lot about me today. Learned how to sweet
0: soda and sitting down when you pee. Yeah. Hey, this real world stuff is what it is, Chris. It's
1: real world stuff.
0: But let's get to fake world yeah. stuff. Which is the legend of Korra, but there's
1: some real stuff in here. There's
0: some there's real 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 stuff stuff. in here.
1: Yeah, I don't even know where to start with this episode. To be honest, because this episode, one thing, it bounces around a lot, but I think in a good way. Just hard to recap, recap it in a certain sense. It's not. Uh, I watched a commentary. Uh, I watched a commentary on this episode, and uh, Brian and Mike were like, "Yeah, we have to really fight to 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 show it." out of order, in the way you want to show it, they had to to find the network for that. And, uh, they said, like, no, but I really wanted it to happen and work, and Janet Varney was also on this episode, and one of the reasons why they wanted to do it like this, sorry, was because they're, like, Brian had a friend, his friend was, like, trauma, like, when it comes to trauma, and, like, PTSD, and stuff like that, like, time isn't linear like there are so many things happening to you at once like you're you're reliving a bunch of things at the same time uh that it, it makes sense why it would kind of be like this uh which makes which makes that person feels like a four-dimensional not four-dimensional fifth-dimensional person especially uh, when you're you know like a fifth them. a fifth dimensional being you know they live they technically live well very theoretically um the fifth dimensional being we are four dimensional beings, right we move in three d and three d spaces, but we also move in a four dimensional space which is time, but we can only move in one one uh one way right but fifth dimensional being can see time and all of it they're living every single moment of their lives at the exact same time right but that's all theoretical. it's not I don't know a fifth dimensional being myself, you know maybe you do.
0: Not off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't know, Charlie. Do you live in a fifth dimension? Yeah, time is different.
1: God would be maybe. if you think of God as a fifth dimensional being. That's fair. That would make sense. All knowing, all. Anyway, maybe weird. he's a zero yeah, dimensional getting... being.
0: A dimension is a boundary.
1: Mm. Mm. Okay. I stay deep. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so coilum. Mm-hmm. We start off with. Where uh, she, <laughs> uh, do we start with Cora? We start with her at, at, I think we pick up right where, right where, uh, the last episode left off. That, that makes sense to me because that's where we left off at. Yeah. Right after the fight.
0: Right? Yeah. It kind that's of right. takes you into the fight a little bit, doesn't it?
1: Well, so they pick up right yeah. from that fight and Cora's like, Cora is... Um, washing herself up, healing herself, and the person comes in to pay her. And, and uh, I oh, know, I don't want the oh, My other volume song, oh, it doesn't think that it's on, that's weird. Oh, okay, now it does. Got it. Okay, um, anyway, sorry, Cora. She's recovered from that fight, and then she sees this like doggy thingy. This dog, yeah, it's a straight up dog, not a dog mitts or anything, this just a like a little. Dog, yeah. Looks mm. like a I would probably describe it as a white peek I have a pe I have a black peek a poo. It's a half mm-hmm. poodle, half Pekingese mitts. Looks about the same height, it's size, just haircut, a little different. Maybe a little Russell Terry. Russell Terry, maybe that's the right thing. But a uh, little white doggy. Um that is Yeah. So she follows her, and then she gets then we go back to a flashback of right after the events of Tenora's Serpent Tattoo, and Cora is is uh, going off or sending her off. Bolin, you know, was really committed. Like, I can't wait to, I can't wait for he leaves. So I start sending you messages, and the Samae is like, "Listen, I can come with you." There's more just more of this planting Korra stuff going on. There's probably a lot more of that being planted in this episode, especially in the one I first realized, um, and they get into it in the comics as well, which kind of supports that. Um. Uh, so yeah. So then, Cora leaves, and Cora is still just having like a terrible time. Like she's still, um, she's still getting flashbacks of Zahir poisoning her. Like she's at, she's a princess though, right? Uh, this is the first time mm-hmm. we see. Like, the southern Wad tribe has a whole palace, and she's living in the palace. It's interesting, just a thought. Like, Korra grew up poor. (laughs) Like, we see that little hut she was in, and now she's, like, in this palace as a... But she's not, like, decorated and stuff as a princess, but she is a princess. I don't know what you call a chief's daughter. A princess, yeah, because Princess Yue is a princess.
0: It feels a little out of character. At first, when you're watching, it feels misplaced, but... Yeah, You get over it fast when you're watching.
1: Yeah. Oh, we do start to see Korra's dark avatar self. Not dark avatar self, but this shadowy avatar, her reflection of herself with chains on and stuff. Uh, so then Korra's mom is like, hey, you should go see Katara. Like, come on, like we care about you and stuff. Which I really, I really love seeing this. I really love seeing characters doing everything they can I love it, but it should have happened fits.
0: so much sooner. Three years? I mean,
1: no, no, this is happening. Wait, I think it's only been like six months.
0: That's since, only been six months. Okay, so the time jumps like three or, three me. Or,
1: yes. So the time jumps are are like when she's talking to her mom, and her mom was like, "You should go see Katara." I think she it says it's so been like I interpret this months. as like
0: like before the fight, but I guess like before right before. Her oh, oh no, it's, her it's been three weeks. About, like, Sorry or something. Oh, well okay. Yeah, so
1: it's been yeah, so it's been 3 weeks since she falls to here and was oh, I'm glad terrible. you're clarifying. That makes way more sense. <laughs> uh, and her mom was like, "Listen, we care about you. I love seeing, well, I love seeing parents being good parents." Good. you don't see that often, especially in fantasy, because parents are either dumb or they're killed off or they're just they like, like
0: non-present Pokémon style where they're just not there. <laughs> Yeah. Yugi, where like, is all of the other members of your family? Come on, man.
1: Yeah. I guess in Harry Potter it makes sense. I haven't looked at my Harry Potter, that's the most recently fantastic oh. I watched. Like,
0: I saw a Chris, do you know uh anything about my chemical romance, the band? Okay. They have a song called Black Parade and it's something of a goth anthem and somebody sent me a video on TikTok and it was like Christmas party at the Justice League. And you know it's like ba- uh, Superman and the Flash and Wonder Woman like all dancing and having singing, and then this and then Batman like comes in and he sings this like goth anthem song. I don't know. I will have to send it to you later. And now it's not making any sense if you don't like MCR. <laughs> but it's just Batman ruining everything, being gothic, and, and it made my it made me pretty happy to watch, being all depressed and sad. No offense, Batman.
1: That's true. Uh. So they should go see Katara. And I love how like they talk to each other about their about their trauma, which is this episode it did not shy away at liking anything. Which so I know I, I can I'll wrap up my feelings about this episode towards the end. Uh but I just I just love that Korra is there's no flip of a switch. We we rarely ever see our heroes actually deal with their recovery. We actually we rarely ever see them deal with the ramifications of their actions. Like, one of the things I hate about current comic books, it seems like everyone has a healing ability nowadays. <laughs> like, if you have a superpower, they can explain it. They they have some type of healing ability connected to it, they can explain it away. Like, the Flash has healing ability because there's like, oh, well, his. his... <laughs> Is uh, he's he, he speed heals like super fast or or the speed force does something like Superman. It's like mm-hmm. Superman, his Kryptonian cells just heal like he's already super strong, it doesn't need super healing to go along with it. It's like everyone has a healing factor, which annoys the crap out of me. Now, to me, only two superheroes need it Wolverine and Deadpool, and maybe a couple other ones. But other than that, just quit it with the healing factors. Let that things happen to characters make them vulnerable and make them deal with it but, anyway that's, me
0: get that's so like <laughs> tough love speech to superhero children no you don't have healing abilities you deal with it the i never really thought about that before but it does feel different and that's probably why this episode or that's probably why this particular the whole book maybe feels different is because it's Built pretty heavily around that, at least from Cora's side.
1: Yeah, and I like how Katara's also like, mm-hmm. listen. I've dealt with traumatic experiences. If you try to get better, you know, you'll come out stronger than ever on the other side of it. But she's also realistic with her at certain other times, because uh, she's like, "Listen, I don't know what's going to happen, but don't you want to find out? Like, you owe it to yourself to find out." Uh, and she talks to her about like. How do you think Aang felt when he learned his whole entire civilization and been wiped away from the world? Like uh, like I feel like in the show out our last airbender, this is not a criticism of the show. Because I love it's my favorite show of all time. So any criticism is me giving honest criticism of the show. Uh, but this isn't really criticism, it's just a note that Aang isn't shown. That often that he is always dealing with losing his people. Like by episode three, he's back to being happy and normal. Like if that was Korra. Korra was like, I am not over this. <laughs> like even within this season, Korra has like multiple PD PT uh, multiple just uh, triggers and stuff. Um, and granted I, and I'm not saying that the previous series should have had Aang dealing with that all the time he dealt with it in a couple different episodes and stuff that were focused in on that but was a continuously thing that seemed like being in the back of his head Um, and you could explain the way of saying like oh he's just a, a kid or he hides it with his cheerful attitude. I just think he has a cheerful attitude for the most part. I don't think he's like pretending to have a cheerful attitude. I think he is just a cheerful little kid.
0: Well, Chris, maybe Um, some of us don't want to feel feelings every episode. Okay.
1: That's true. And it's, it (laughs) is, it is more of a, it is more of a kid's show. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't need it to have done that, but I'm just saying here we are, with Cora this whole way through. It goes Um, from being
0: an occasional touch upon point to like, no, that's like the foundation of Cora's narrative in this book.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're not spending an episode, even though she has, by the end of this episode, she's no longer crippled. She's still dealing with this stuff. Sprite.
0: What a delicious.
1: Soda. <laughs> um, uh, oh, they also do this. Like I don't know if this was a purposely a Kill Bill thing, but Katara tells Cora to like wiggle her big toe, and that is like a complete thing from Kill Bill Volume One. I haven't she's, seen it. Like, I could just wiggle.
0: The, the reference is lost on me. That's funny though.
1: So, so she, so uh, the bride, which is Uma Thurman's mm-hmm. character's name or nickname, she is like. She was in a coma for probably five years. And she wakes up, but she can't... She ends up killing... A, she ends up wakes up. Anyway, she gets assaulted while she's been asleep in a coma this whole time. And she kills this guy he's about to assault her. Sorry for anyone. Uh, but then she she tries to get out. She kills him while she's just in bed. And she doesn't even really realize that she can't move her legs. And she gets up out of bed and she just falls on the floor. So she's been in a coma this whole time. Her legs can't wake up. You know, back to...
0: Falling over when <laughs> you have to to the... pee in the middle of the night. <laughs> That's what really uh, happened so... you
1: were in a coma and your legs stopped working. <laughs> so she sneaks into this like truck of a guy. And she just lays there. She's like, all right, I just gotta lay here until I can get feeling back in my legs. And then she just like focuses on her toe. She's like, just wiggle your big toe. Wiggle your big toe. And then she ends up getting feeling back.
0: I, I, it's uh, been too long since I've watched those. Apparently it's not the, I probably haven't watched those since college. It's time again.
1: That's good. I mean, uh, I really love Volume 1. Volume 2, I believe, is really good. I don't think I loved it as much the first time I watched it. It was one of those things that grew on you. But remember, I do hate I the ending. That. I think I've talked about the ending before, how much I hate it. Well, I don't wait. I don't hate the ending. Let me tell you the back. I hate the monologue that Bill has about Superman at the ending because it's completely wrong about Superman. And uh, Quentin Tarantino you know, doesn't understand the character of Superman. And many people like to quote that. Sometimes I have to bring that up about Superman, and it's completely wrong. But...
0: I remember being entertained, but neither one stuck with me a whole lot, but I probably wasn't appreciative of what was being yeah. done.
1: Uh, anyway, uh, Korra, then Tara uh, has to do this walking technique, and she walks to Naga, which is a really sweet moment that I can't even like explain why. It's so sweet. It was a really sweet moment of her walking over to Naga, just leg by leg. And you see just the what Cora's going through to get there. Because um, she tried previously, and she she failed. She had a panic attack, essentially. Uh, but really good stuff with Katara. Oh, she also flips out at Katara. And some people are like, oh, how dare Cora flip out at Katara? Like, no, no. She's she's going through some stuff. Like That's what you do when you're going through some really deep, heavy stuff. Like, sure, she's wrong to do it, but she's in it's it's legitimate, I guess. It's it's cool. It's fine.
0: It's it's realistic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then she gets letters. She reads letters from her friends. And it's just so sad to see. Like, it's this one thing to love about this episode is that it paints a picture of like, there's a certain balance people have to do with people. It's like, oh, you're injured. Hey, don't worry about anything. We got it. We got Don't worry about anything. And then that person feels useless. Right? And then it's like, that's not the intention that they had, but that's what happened. Like, all her friends are going on with their lives. Bolin's getting work with Vera, Mako's doing cop stuff. Asami's rebuilding the city. She's like, my friends are off saving the world, essentially, making a better place. I'm just sitting here. Can't do anything. Uh, Really good more uh, story elements there. And then Cora gets all healed up. Um, she, well, not all healed up, but Cora physically. Relatively healed. Yeah, yeah relatively healed, yes. Uh, and and is feeling better. Tenzin visits her and I always love, this is one of my favorite relationships. I've talked about this before, just the relationship that she has with Tenzin and his kids. Like, they hug and stuff and she's like, look, I want to show you like how far I've come. She has a sparring match that, and this to mirror her sparring match in the first episode with like Lotus members, fire tests. And like at first she's great. And then boom, she has a power attack and she's she can't fight. Um and then and Tizen's like he tries to cover her and stuff, but she's still not feeling it. Uh and then uh he leaves. And then just make the Cora feel even more useless and useless. And then of course, like tells her parents, Hey, I should go back to Republic City with my friends, I think it'll be good for me and her father and her mother's like, yeah, that's great. Sounds good. She's like, I'll travel alone. and then she gets to Republic City and then she continues to see her dark shadowy self, and then she goes somewhere else. And at that point, she's traveling in the world to to just find answers. Again, it's one of those, like I brought it before, like it's one of those things I love, that a character does everything logical within their power to solve a problem and they still don't come up with a solution. Uh... I just like her just being somewhat smart and logical. Uh she goes to the she goes to spirit world. Like she travels a whole freaking world. It's really cool to see her. She goes to a freaking volcano, which is I don't know what she was expecting there, but she was like, Hey, what can I lose? Let me go to this volcano. I don't know. She goes to Spirit World, the Tree of Time. And like she tries to have visions again, but she can't. And it's funny that she can't go into the Avatar state. The cute little spirits are there. <laughs> It's so cute, and they actually have kid voices doing them, um, which is also funny. But I ex- I sort uh, of found
0: it a little unsettling right at first, but it didn't <laughs> not in a way that like stuck with me. Like I got over it
1: yeah. immediately. It's so cute, especially that little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she like he sits up in her lap, and, and of course, like nice to them. She's like, "No, I'm sorry. Like, so many people have said they could help me, but they haven't been able to. Like, I got to do this on my own." Uh, which yeah, uh just great great stuff there. And then she eventually at the time I don't think it was really anything. Oh, I almost forgot. She ends up on this like island coastal area <laughs> and she runs into a guy who's like, hey you're the avatar aren't you? Like, can I get a picture? And yeah, it shows a picture of A and he took that eggs doing the hand touring thing, which is yeah. really funny. Like I cried up laughing at that. Uh, and then some, like thieves, try to steal something from somebody. She tries to stop them, but she can't. And then, uh, and at that point, she's like, uh, she's like, I-, I can't be the avatar, which is a really interesting story element. I think that she feels like, like she's trying to hide from who she who she is. Like she's never been like that. Of course, it never hid. She's always been like, I'm the avatar. You got to deal with it but now. She's like, no, I'm not the avatar. So That's she cuts good. her hair
0: going back to the we talked about the end of last season I'll reiterate it again is like being an alive avatar but not being able to do your avatar duties like there's definitely a sense inside of her it's like I would be better to people if I were dead because at least there would be the next and Brian and
1: Mike in the commentary they mentioned Suicide. Not that they they just haven't Not, that, it not a that she's contemplating not that, or anything, but
0: that that notion of like I'm literally yeah. doing people more harm right now than than if the next cycle had yeah. like yeah
1: I yeah I, yeah. It, yeah I don't think Mike and Brian would ever try and and make a character contemplate suicide no. just because they know they know you know the power that story has yeah. and how it can uh, influence or affect people, but absolutely. Like, I mean, as a viewer. Because even though they don't say it, like you could, you don't think courts go there, but you probably think to yourself like she probably feels so helpless right now um, that suicide might be a... I mean, she's she's depressed. She's yeah. she's the most depressed that she is. And unfortunately, depressed people uh, they feel like that's the only way they have to go out. The only way that they can be of, of service to the people, people they love, but that's uh, not true. Um, it,
0: it, it, they probably go into it exactly the right amount to to leave those thought provoking openings, but without without bringing any of it to the surface where it probably doesn't need to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. So then we kind of catch back up to Cora in the present dive, where she she keeps seeing the shadowy version of herself. She sees it in a spidery. <laughs> And she goes to fight. And that girl, of course, beats her up by the C4. Oh, I'm sorry. And the uh she ends up following this little doggy. And it turns out the doggy is the spirit, and the spirit leads her to the swamp. And then Cora finds Shadowy Self-Refer and has a pretty interesting, cool fight with herself. Which is just like really spooky. Like she's actually bending. Like she is physically fighting something. I feel like reacting to bending, or is doing bending at herself. That, like, it's 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 crazy when you think about it. Because even I, in the,
0: I tried not to overthink about it. I just wrote it all off as like a hallucination. That that might well, not be the best approach that folks should take when watching that. But I, that's that's how yeah. I wrote it off.
1: I mean, there was one scene <laughs> where her shadow self was fire bending at her, and then she, the camera is like behind the alley, and she comes out the alley. There's fire, so. Somewhere in there, she produced fire. Even, even that, I would just like self. that could be
0: a figment of her imagination. Still, you know, I don't know.
1: Eh, but the, there was people there by her, but that was, that's it. And people saw it. That's
0: right. Hallucinations. But to are me, to me,
1: that's just that's just how crazy the the the, the mind, psychology, the mind's control over the body is. Like mind is weird. Yeah, it's messed up.
0: I tried not to think about it too much. It made my head hurt.
1: Uh, but uh, so then, yeah, so we catch up to her and then she fights herself, gets beaten by herself. And then she wakes up in this weird dark place and this old person is talking to her. And like, okay. So I think the trailer for book four, and there was a trailer, weird enough, even though we only had like a week Maybe it was two weeks uh, between the seasons, and I believe the trailer straight up spoiled this moment, which probably maybe a very bad. modern trailer <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. Yes, like why trailers? I hate why you. would you spoil one of the most cool parts? <laughs> and then she wakes up, and then uh, and of course it's Toph, <laughs> and I just have, I love Toph's voice. Like Toph's like, oh, some spirit, let me hear, and Toph like snarkily says like. Well, if your avatar spirit lets you hear, you must, you gotta pay attention to it. Or something. She, t- she says it in a sarcastic mm-hmm. tone. I'm like, I don't care about spirits, but whatever.
0: They truly captured yeah. the snark of an yeah. old grumpy talk.
1: Yeah. And then, uh. Very accurately. Yeah. And then, uh. See, what, what did she say? She says, uh, you probably listen to them. And then she says, Oh, of course, it's what you recognize me, and Tom's like, In a matter of speaking, we were good friends in your previous life. And Cora five and, and so she can see, she's like, Oh, is that you? And of course, uh, of course, Tom says, like, well, uh, Hey, Twinkle Toes, or not see you toes, yeah, Twinkle yeah. Toes. Yeah, oh, that's so good, it's so yeah. good. Like, it's like, even
0: funnier, just like Cora is not a Twinkle Toes,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> um, I find that really interesting because well well Toph knows who uh, Toph knows who Cory is. She's never met her before. But I love that Toph can still kind of sense the presence of, of A in her. Even though right now Cora is not connected to Rava. like That doesn't matter. Like Even if Rava, I feel like even if Rava was not a thing some people will be able to realize like oh I knew this person in a past life. There's something about them Spiritually, but
0: it's a, it feels like a cool, a cool nod to extra sensory, extra sensory abilities that she has by nature of being blind. I hope I said that in an appropriate fashion. Is
1: that
0: the, is that the end of the episode right there? Cause the twinkle toes have a little small talk.
1: Yep. That's the end of the episode. I feel like I'm getting worse. Or I just sound Yeah, worse. no, we
0: both definitely are getting worse tonight. But we're almost there. We're <laughs> gonna power through. But yeah, we're both uh, we're both going downhill. Yep, on the, that is uh, the, the health and
1: wellness. <laughs> that is the end of the episode. All right, my the ratings. Episode, Story. Wait. Oh, audio visual. Sorry. Wait. I gave it a nine. Yes, I did give it a nine. Audio visual a nine. Uh, what the? The voice acting was really good. I thought Jennifer Maroney did a really good job here, especially she's carrying. The brunt of the load in this episode. Also, the music was good, and the background landscapes were like really, really good. Like, those are like hand mm-hmm. paintings by people. By this, I think it's by this one person. It's a lady. Don't know her name. Sorry, I mentioned it mentioned in the commentary. Uh, but really beautiful stuff, especially like uh, like stuff in this, uh, the Tree of Time, and then in that volcano setting. And the music was really good, even though it was like subtle at times. And I think you know sometimes the best music is the quietest music. Uh so I o visual oh and the fight between Shadow Korra and herself was really good. Audio visual. got a nine. Uh story out a ten. I think this is like this is the this is the episode that need needed to be watched the most. I think out of all the series, this is the most must watch episode because it's uh because it's it's so story driven. They do such a good job of telling a story of a hero who's who's downbeaten. And like this episode I think this episode and probably um the storm. Even I feel like this episode is stronger than the storm, especially character wise. Uh I well, the storm with Aang and the Storm is more impactful with with uh Zuko than I think with Aang. The Storm but does it feel the Storm feels
0: more or no, sorry, this one feels more organic and less forcey to me than yeah. the
1: storm. Yeah, I also think it feels more personal than the storm. Uh and uh Yeah, like to me the Storm is more story driven, more plot driven than 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 character I mean it is character driven. It's character driven really I feel like for Zuka more so than A again. But I feel like this is like very, very character driven. Like this episode is like the background of this is the the pinnacle of chorus character growth or the turning point of chorus character growth. Uh, and uh, really, really, really good. Just really cool, really not cool, but really just great to see a character go through this. Like we don't, like I said before, we don't see it that often. <laughs> um, all right, memorable. also gets a ten. Uh yeah, you don't call things Korra, you don't call things alone and expect things uh, Not well, the last episode called with alone was Zuko alone and uh, that was really good also um, and I feel like that was probably more character driven than plot driven because sure we learned about like Izu- no I assume that's his daughter uh, Ursa but it was I think it was more so character driven than plot driven because that plot really didn't drive that much in the whole entire story Still, and somehow uh,
0: still less personal feeling than this one I think
1: Yeah, yeah, less intimate, maybe. Yeah, Uh, yeah, Cora. I mean, Cora. I feel like she, she's not alone. It's really good to show that show that support that she has with her family. She has a pretty good support system, but she's still, this, like, she feel as a viewer, she feels alone. She looks alone. Like she's walking, traversing the whole entire world, a whole other dimension by herself, and and she's still not finding answers all by herself. So that's uh, it's really great storytelling, really memorable. Uh, what else I was going to say? I was say something. I don't remember. Anyway. You might have started to touch.
0: Maybe you didn't. Maybe I'm making this up. But just like the way they do a good job of translating a very sensitive subject. When you're talking about depression yes. or that feeling of loneliness. Like when you have yeah. logically a good support system, but it's really hard to translate what that feeling feels yeah. like when you do have that good support system but you still have depression or you still feel that loneliness um yeah and they, they do a nice job of putting that into a a, a palatable f- story form here
1: yeah uh, i was also mentioned unfortunately suki alone i don't think was a good comic and that i feel we should we should rename it uh strip strip uh, her of those of that title no Suki, Suki just moderately Suki... not
0: accompanied by anything.
1: <laughs> Suki imprisoned would have worked better. Not alone. She doesn't deserve it. Suki, set it was apart a final team. Yes. Suki minus Kyoshi warriors, that's... <laughs> <laughs> but not
0: double minus because that's a plus. Was that last exactly. episode or this episode? I can't. <laughs> I know
1: it was probably this one.
0: Actually, was that between episodes?
1: No, we recorded that.
0: <laughs> we did. I can't believe we recorded that. It's hard to believe.
1: Uh. uh anyway, so that comes out to nine point seven. That's like nice. this is a a, it's a huge shift from the previous. Like, like the previous episode was was fine, but like it it jumped up real high for me.
0: I uh I wasn't horribly far off, but not to the extent you were. Audiovisual, I did a nine. Yeah. Um. You know, I probably deserved higher. There's a lot of different scenery, a lot of different music cuts and things like that that maybe I wasn't given enough appreciation, but uh, no, it's really good. No, no real qualms. Uh, Story 9.5, it's very informative. I'm always going to dock it a little bit because it has like no sort of uh, narrative uh, in the, you know, like we always have that debate of the overarching versus the standalone, uh, but it's still very good. 9.5. Uh memorable. I'm gonna dock a little bit, Chris. And what it amounts to is I just the, the these sort of downery episodes just they just wear on me. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's still not bad.
1: It's, but... it's my it's one of my, I don't like watching this of course one of my favorite characters. Probably well is part of my favorite, my favorite character. Probably my third. Mm-hmm. In my top three. Batman's always number one. Uh Virgil. course in the top three. Yeah, static will be in there. Uh yeah. Yeah. But I just i I got so much more material with Korra than I'll probably Cora number two.
0: I just the I don't know, I just I I mean there again, I tried to be be balanced and fair. Like there's a lot of really high impact things in here that I remember in a very literal, memorable way, but like I don't look forward to watching this episode. It makes me feel feelings and stuff. But yeah. whatever. It still rounds up to a, a nine point three, so it still comes out very Sitting very 5. pretty. 5. And that is not a point. Not a point. 7. 7. No, what is that? <laughs> 9.3, 9.7. Gosh, that was terrible this time. 9.5. Somewhere in that
1: ballpark. Yeah, it would have to be a 9.5, right? Um, yeah.
0: Theoretically, you know, if we both rounded up, it could have been a little. But no, I think it has to yeah, be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so that is a very distinct jump from the first episode that just feels like a... Uh, kind of an exposition like a lot of first episodes are, no shade there, and then you dive into yeah. this emotional deep end it's a pretty stark contrast at least it kind of softens you up for it at the end of the previous episode when you see her getting her butt kicked
1: that's true it's, it's funny. It's like Mike soft was like, entry they showed the episode at New York Comic Con and a lot of people are like why would Cora throw the fight? <laughs> and they are like Haha, you think Cora's throwing the fight? <laughs> Which, which a lot of core haters are like, I can't believe Cora got beat by the right person. Well, I can't believe core got beat this time. Like, do you see what she's dealing with? Like, you can't hold that against her.
0: I I do have some bones to pick, but I think they're better suited for the next episode. Not some bones. I have like one, one small thing that bugs me a little bit about like the remaining metal poison that Top pulls out and stuff, but. Uh, that's probably better suited for the next episode now, so don't want to overdo it it's a minor a minor nitpick, I guess, and hey with that we're like we're both we're both going downhill pretty fast, so let's let's cut it off While we're ahead. We made it we lived thanks for bearing with us through two ailment uh, uh ailing episodes. We appreciate it. We're very excited to be in book four balance, talking today about chapter two car alone. And we hope you will join us next week. Thanks a lot for watching.
1: Ugh, cold.
0: Uh, I didn't meet you before you said that. Now everybody knows you're cold. All right, I'm meeting us now.